Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Oil and gas drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge is looking increasingly unlikely. On Tuesday, Nick Armed Services, an oil and gas leaseholder in the refuge, asked the federal government to cancel its lease and provide a full refund two months after another company, Regenerate Alaska, exited its leaseholding in the refuge. Now, the state of Alaska is the only leaseholder in the region, which is another blow for an oil industry that has long been looking to drill in the 19 million acres of protected wilderness on the state's north slope. So today, we chat with Adam Fetterman, a contributing writer at Politico tracking this issue. We talk about why Alaska is the only entity left looking to drill on Anwar and the contentious politics behind it. It's Wednesday, August 24th. So, Adam, remind us again why the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge is so controversial and bring us up to speed on where things stand with the Biden administration and its review of the drilling program that the Trump administration permitted in the refuge. Yeah, I mean, the Wildlife Refuge is one of the largest protected landscapes in North America, but it's also on Alaska's North Slope, which of course is an area of long-standing interest to the oil and gas industry. So, of course, as you mentioned, under the previous administration, the first ever lease sale in the refuge was held just weeks before Trump left office. And it was pretty lackluster. Only three entities, including the state of Alaska, you know, showed up to bid. And part of the reason for that was the fact that the incoming administration was very vocal about its plans to delay development, which is in fact what they've done by suspending leases in the refuge and conducting a new environmental impact statement for the oil and gas leasing program. Yeah. And you're reporting in this new development that now there's a second driller who had taken a lease has now canceled that and pulled out of their lease. This is Nick Armed Services, a small company created in 2020 for this purpose. So can you tell us what happened and why this company is pulling out? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's the second company in the last two months that's requested that the lease be canceled and refunded. The other company was the only oil and gas entity to bid, Regenerate Alaska. So I I think it's not terribly unexpected. I think the lease sale itself demonstrated that industry was not keen to get involved in developing what is considered one of the great sort of wilderness areas in North America, Nick Arm Services. So they're sort of a, an unusual entity. They were created by a guy named Mark Graber, who lives in Anchorage and in, in Texas. Uh, he created this company with the explicit purpose of buying a lease in the refuge, which he did. And when I spoke to him, you know, he said that he still thought it had potential. But given the direction that the Biden administration was taking, it just was financially untenable to hold on to that lease and continue to pay rental payments and and everything else that goes along with it. And do we have a sense, as far as the lackluster industry interest in in AMR, what's driving that? Is it economic interests, environmental pushback, change of administration, a little bit of everything? What do you think it is? I think it's a lot of factors. I mean, I think the idea of drilling in the refuge 
for the big players like the Exxon Mobiles and ConocoPhillips, which is very active up on the North Slope, would be toxic to their brand, given the status of the refuge within the environmental community and, and beyond, really. And at the same time, it would be more expensive than it already is to drill on the North Slope because the refuge has no infrastructure in it to carry oil and gas to the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. So it's just, it's not a shovel-ready project. And at the same time, you've got a lot of, of new development taking place to the west of the refuge, both on state land and in the National Petroleum Reserve, which is where ConocoPhillips is focused. So my feeling is that industry just doesn't want to touch it and they don't really have much of an incentive to do so. Right. And interestingly, so you're, you're reporting on, on Nick Arm Services requesting to cancel his lease. So that would leave the state of Alaska as the only remaining leaseholder in the refuge. There's obviously a level of state and local support for drilling. Do we expect that to hold? And, and just if you can just talk about why Alaska is so committed or appears to be committed to drilling in Anwar. Yeah, I have no reason to believe that the state would withdraw its leases. It's an unusual situation given that the state also receives half of the upfront bid money in a lease sale. So there were questions about whether the state should even be allowed to participate in the lease sale. And they did so through their investment public corporation called ADA, the Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority. So they hold the leases. They are not an oil and gas company, so they would have to partner with industry to move forward in the Arctic Wildlife Refuge. So I think it, it is a real question for the state, though. How long do they hold on to these leases incurring costs while at the same time, you know, they're suing the federal government over its handling of the oil and gas leasing program? For an organization whose mission is economic development and job creation, you know, you have to wonder whether this is a wise investment. Right. And then just when do we expect the Biden administration to finish its environmental review of the leases and, you know, that to wrap up? Yeah, there was a recent court filing in which the department said that it needed a little bit more time. So they are planning to release the supplemental environmental analysis in November of this year. In the meantime, the leases are suspended and we don't really know what this new environmental impact statement will say. The Fish and Wildlife Service, which actually manages the refuge, has had a, a much greater role in drafting this document. So I think it'll look very different and likely that it will be even less attractive to industry when DOI holds a second lease sale, which I should add, it is required to do before the end of 2024. Also, Freeport LNG, a major liquefied natural gas exporter based in Texas, said on Tuesday that it will restart its natural gas exports in mid-November, which is a delay of more than a month from the previous timeline it had announced. The one-month delay in restarting the plant caused a 5% drop in natural gas prices Tuesday afternoon, according to market analysts. Freeport accounts for about a fifth of all U.S. LNG exports, and it closed in June after a fire. And the plant restarting is of major interest to gas traders and European governments. Germany and other countries have been taking as much U.S. gas as they can as Russia withholds its own gas supply amid its war with Ukraine. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production? 
to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.